on last week's Irrevelations. These uh, Israelites don't have the f- balls or the faith to get the job done when the chips are on the table. This is the American dream. Yeah, cousins. Kissing cousins. F***ing cousins. Yeah, f***ing cousins. The best kind. It's like if someone gives you a f***ing Popeye's roll without some sweet tea. Like, what the f*** did you just do to me? I'm gonna choke to death. These goddamn Jebusites. They dwell among the Ephraimites to this day and have become forced laborers, which is a fancy word for slaves. It's not even fancy. I feel like I can already hear, like, the kind of, like, my Bible just screaming, like, this is God's promise, his providence, his glory given to the, the people of the faith and blah, blah, blah. But it just seems more like they're just divvying up slave territory. Oh, yeah. They're just cutting it up. They're killing them or they're slaving them. It's wholesome sh- Before we turn to the word, I would like to I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. You want to know something I'm angry about? And I've got this on very loose authority. Okay, perfect. um, So I got an invitation to an award ceremony here in the city of Orlando. I believe it's called Orlando's Best. Uh, okay yeah every host- city has that yeah every city fucking has it who i've been to say i actually went to san antonio's it was at the zoo at night who gets to go to the zoo at night it was cool all right oh, go ahead well yeah so it's coming up uh it may be i believe it's I, I think it's it's coming up but it will have already happened by the time this airs but the big deal is that uh there is a award for orlando's best podcast and we weren't even nominated. What? And I now first of all, I was like this is unbelievable cuz it's some it's I shit you not, it's another Bible podcast Nuh-uh. called I shit you not. Apparently it's called and I don't want to give these guys any credit cuz fuck them already. Yeah, I hate fuck them. You. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck nerds. you. I believe the podcast is called Christian Nerds of Godcast. Ugh. And it's a legitimate serious youth pastor led christian podcast uh are you boy are you gonna go protest no i'm going to fucking kick the shit out of them i'm gonna go there and i'm gonna fucking just fucking dab as hard as i can until they kick me out well you know the podcast movement was in orlando last week was it just wrapped up yeah obviously i wasn't fucking invited which is a god damn travesty is it the nerd of godcasts yeah because it's like the word of pod the word of god podcast yeah, I Jesus honestly I didn't Christ. even make that connection, but yeah, there are a bunch of fucking douches. I assume I haven't listened to a single episode, but I guess I'm gonna have to fucking binge on it. These are the moments where I wish that their God was real, just so they could burn in hell for what is obviously <laughs> not what God intended. Right? Yeah. This isn't even what the First Amendment was intended for. Like it's 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 it's, it's all. This is worse than us, I think. I like, would at least I would imagine, yeah. We almost make the Bible look good just because we're such shitty people, right. I think, that in if contrast. we're attacking the Bible, it ends up looking like, you know, 
enemy of my enemy is my friend type situation. Exactly. Whereas these guys are a lot allying themselves with the Bible. They're like whenever guys show up in full clan regalia to a Trump rally and they're like, yeah. guys, no, not, not here. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> not here. listen, listen. We're on the same page, but we got to keep that shit on the internet. Some fucking tour walls. Like, we'll you know, see we gotta, you on 4chan, my, yeah, my like, dudes. I, like, don't, don't come up here and blow us up. So, so yeah. So I'm, I, I started this week off pissed. <sighs> well, go to the How thing How can we for be real. snubbed like this? We need, okay, two things. A, we need business cards. Okay, yeah, that'll solve, people it. That'll solve the fucking us. issue. People need this outdated piece of paper with our fucking names on it. I don't know why you're so fucking hyping the business card idea. Because I will give them out religiously, pun intended. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I Name guess. one cult that didn't have a business card. One I cult. swear to God, if you can find a Branch Davidian business card, I will. I will kiss your balls. Watch this. No, you better not. No, they can see it. People can see it. <laughs> the stakes are too high. <laughs> I wasn't even gonna there's look no it up. There's no fucking you said way. That. There's no fucking way that there's a branch Davidian business card. I know. I I, uh, I. I don't believe it. Google Images. Oh, there it is. No, David, I don't believe you. David Koresh's business card, dude. Look. Oh. Oh, it has Messiah <laughs> in it. Damn it. <laughs> Hell yeah. I guess I'll see you in October. <laughs> I can get my balls wet. All right. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Do you so know what I saw in the news? So give it to me. Non, let's, let's pull away from the meta podcast conversation because that's for offline, right? Our, right. Our audience isn't ready for that. Right. Let's talk about whether or not it's okay for the number one recipient per capita of U.S. foreign aid dollars to ban two of our duly elected representatives from visiting their country. So you're talking about Israel banning... Who, who are these? Rashi- I know Ilan Omar. Ilan Omar and Rashida Tlaib. Right, right, right. Um, right. Representatives Omar Of the U.S., Tlaib, yes. Congresswomen. Yes. Uh, representatives of the U.S., duly elected members of our legislative branch. Uh, and they banned them specifically because they support people's right to boycott a state that has questionable human rights uh, violations. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that going around. Uh, I mean, we're like right in the midst of the whole Hong Kong protests. Yeah. So I see a lot of like these uh, ridiculous notions of uh, like like protecting people who violate human rights. I I, I don't even get the move in general. Like who who does Israel think they are? I personally am, am... uh, because of the way they're treating protesters in Hong Kong, I stopped importing uh, powdered rhino horn to get my dick hard. Oh, yeah. So oh. I'm boycotting China. Honestly, <laughs> I'm angry at Hong Kong because my fucking weekly, get- my weekly supplement of tiger penis is <laughs> delayed it's for weeks. No one knows when it's getting in. I can't yeah. fucking. I'm pissed. I'll, I'll, just, I, have a, I have an inside guy that gets it from a ranch yeah, here just in Texas. bow down to your fucking masters, Hong <laughs> Kong. Give me my tiger You cock. don't have a second amendment, so get fucked. What are you going to do? Yeah, you should, you should have thought about this. Should have thought of that. Before Britain, I don't know, handed you over to China. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, what the fuck? Now, it would be one thing if this was, like, some random podunk-ass country that we're not involved in. Right. Which isn't really any country, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure there's... Some tribe in the Amazon that we haven't yet mined for oil. Sure. 
but let's say uh, North Korea bans a representative. I'm going to be like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Now, Israel, again, as I, as I stated, they don't receive the most U.S. foreign aid dollars, but they do for their population, which to me, that counts as the most, right? By, I mean, by a significant margin, they do. I think they're the only ones who receive U.S. donations that I ever fucking hear about. Well, no. There's countries that get more. Iraq gets actually more? gets the most. Oh. But that's because we but fucking pummeled the shit out of them. Yeah, I don't even... They're lucky, they're lucky there still is an Iraq. But, um... So that... I guess. I just feel like uh, Israel's also the, just the most controversial uh, yeah. user of... Like, that is weird. Do we give money to Dubai? Actually, sorry. Afghanistan gets the most, then Iraq, then Israel. Uh... I don't know about... No, Dubai, I think, has plenty of money. You would think, but who fucking knows? I I have no idea where our tax dollars go. I'm, I'm looking at the list right now. That shit. It's Afghanistan, Iraq, Israel, Jordan, Egypt, Ethiopia, Kenya, South Sudan, Syria, Nigeria, Pakistan, Ghana. Anyways, they can Google it themselves. Sure. Um, it's a lot of, it's a lot of uh, you know, more impoverished countries, as you would expect. But that's all beside the point. Uh, what matters here is that they're kind of a perceived, they're an ally, right? Israel, I think. They're one of our strongest allies in the Middle East. Um, if you don't count Saudi Arabia knocking down the Twin Towers on George Bush's behest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, always. Israel always is our good biggest to bring that up. public ally. Yeah, and I yeah, think, yeah. And I think, that, uh, I think that it's fucking insane that they would have the gall. Not only that they would have the gall to do it, but that our president would like ask them to do it, I think is how it went down. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. I, I, I just feel that like from a PR perspective, I feel like uh, things have shifted so much in the last 10, 20 years. Like I remember the idea of like Israel's backing was like, oh yeah, you got to get Israel. You got to get Israel. And yeah. I feel like under Netanyahu in the last 10 years, it's become kind of this thing where you're like, guys, these people might be kind of fucking assholes. Like, like it definitely, I, I believe the reputation has become more of one of like you know synonymous with like corrupt and shitty. Yeah, well, I mean Netanyahu's getting all these corruption charges against him by his own country, right? This mm-hmm. isn't, um, you know. Who, who, here's the thing, it's such a it's such a sensitive topic, but Israel was founded through acts of terrorism. For one, that's a fact, right? That's no one will dispute that. That's a fun one, yeah. Uh, the Israelis that were. The, the early Israelis, you know, at the back in the earlier halfway through the 20th century, were blowing things up, were attacking British officers because it was r- ruled by Europeans. It was colonialism. It's just such a nasty fucking mess. Um, I don't know. I hate it. I but feel it's, like it's so it's nasty insane. that I just give it all a pass, to be honest. I do, too. But yeah, it's like, if we're going like- to send them that fucking money, then we are allowed to have a say in the way that they... Uh, conduct their their treatment of of these like less than citizens they have. Sure. Um, and I, honestly, I feel like it's like if you go to like a trailer park and you see like this dumpy couple that's always fighting, and it's just like yeah. it's just new and like oh she hit him in the face with a potted plant and he dropped a piano on her I don't know but you, know, you just you, at this point you're like oh yeah well she gave him chlamydia well she gave him well she stabbed him in the left testicle and you're like just let him fight you know like I don't. Yeah, but the biggest problem with that is in that comparison, let's say that the guy is jacked up on U.S. bought steroids, <laughs> and, she's, and she's in the wheelchair and poor as shit, and he drives a Mercedes. Right. So it's not quite... It's funny. T- yeah, 
it is funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Which I don't is... want to. I don't want to pick a side, but I do enjoy it. <laughs> That's what matters. That's you, you know, know what. Maybe this we is enlightened get... centrism at its peak. I wonder if we could just shame the whole dispute off the air by turning it into like a uh, turning it into like reality television. Yeah, just yeah. making it look trashy, and they'll both just be like, "Well, shit." Yeah, it's not Aww. fun. We keep like firing everyone... rockets and blowing up their markets, and they keep hitting <laughs> us with rocks. <laughs> it does feel like it could be like a plot of Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of Israel, do you want to get into the Bible? My least favorite Israeli is not Benjamin Netanyahu. In fact, it's not an Israeli at all. It's an ancient Israelite named Joshua. And I went into this book right. thinking that I was gonna it was gonna be cool. I fucking hate this guy. You know, it's weird how you always say that. Like, every time I'm like, oh, yeah, well, that all sucked. All these people suck. And you're like, don't it's worry. The good. next chapter, you're going to fucking love these guys. And I'm just like, all right. And then I get into don't, like, don't tell me you didn't love the wanton death and destruction and rape of all these people. I kind of did. I know um, you did. Yeah. Tell those nerds of Godcast to suck it. Cause yeah, suck our we're, we're bringing the real Bible to you. Um, speaking of which, this is the Revelations podcast. I'm Cole Delewski. <laughs> and I'm Grant DeVoice. And we're picking up episode 48 right now. Wow. Yeah. 48. Uh, Orlando's best podcast. The, the Orlando and San Antonio's best podcast. We're picking it up in Joshua chapter 20. And I'm going to say it. We're going to finish this book today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guarantee yeah. it. Even if we have to stop halfway through it and just call it a, a quits, and then you just stop the whole podcast. We will finish We will today. finish the whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Joshua 20. Um, you ready to get into this? Yeah, let's give it a quick recap. So what happened last week was we just were dividing up all the land. Um, and when I say all the land, I mean not even close to all the land. Because as we discussed, there's this whole confusing thing where God's like, all right, you're done. But then the next chapter, he's like, okay, we're not even close to done. But basically, they take the so far conquered lands and assign them to different uh, tribes. Right. That's what we're doing. And I guess we've assigned everything to everyone except for the people who weren't really getting shit in the first place, the Levites. And that's kind of where we start with Joshua 20. Exactly. Um, and this is, is this the third or the fourth time we've talked about cities of refuge? It's definitely up there. Um, I don't cover, really get cover it. this exhaustively. I just how much manslaughter was going down? Enough, like so much <laughs> that you have to have multitudes of cities. Six cities, I think, is identified in this chapter at least. Um, I didn't count. I mean, there's three on the west side of the Jordan, three on the east side of the Jordan, but there's so much fucking manslaughter going out. I mean, are people just clumsy? Are they just constantly like like digging a uh, digging a pit? <laughs> for all these mass graves and then some guy comes up behind him and is like hey did you see the game and he just as he's swinging his shovel back he stabs him in the neck he's like fuck I gotta get out of here you know? <laughs> they literally are clumsy though remember what was the example they gave it's like you're chopping stuff with an axe and the head just flies off and kills yeah, 12 yeah. people <laughs> oh you're just doing that thing where you throw rocks over fences and then some guy comes back and he gets hit in the head and it's just it's you mean to tell me that there's so much manslaughter going down there's so many you know fucking accidental murders I have a theory. That you have to have six cities dedicated to it? It's that all this metal they're they're mining is not actually iron. They misidentified it. It's vibranium. This is is actually Wakanda. Oh, my God. And uh, they they dug up the vibranium, and all their tools are just killing people because it bounces around like Captain America's shield. 
Find find a hole in that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Fuck me to hell. But uh, I just, I just, I just assume that it's a bunch of people leaving like uh, like uh, hose and pickaxes on the ground and then banana peels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't mentioned bananas yet in the Bible. That's suspicious. It's very suspicious. I thought Adam created everything. There's no way bananas were created in the last like 300 years or something. Correct. Mm. GMOs Uh, are poison. But anyway, (laughs) Jesus. But, so yeah, there's cities. Who do we need to recap what cities of refuge are? No, we got it. You get it. Uh, yeah. It's a city where if you fucking accidentally kill a guy, you can like hide there. It it doesn't really get much more specific. There's there's specific rules like you have to stay there until like the high priest dies, and if you get caught by the manslayer, like the the manslayer of vengeance, you know, if they assign a hitman to you, then it's this whole rule. But go back and listen to a, our old fucking podcast. If we want to hear that bullshit. Yeah. We don't care. It's just a brutal game of tag. That's um, all there is to it. Something interesting is that, at least on the west bank of the Jordan, uh-huh. the cities that they select are kind of interesting. We have Kadesh, Shechem, and Hebron. Yeah. Which Hebron James. Exactly. Um, so it's interesting that the cities of quote-unquote refuge are also the cities where there's just been specifically conquest to murder every man, woman, and child. It's well, not in Shechem, if you remember. Thing. Well, Shechem was the uh, circumcision bloodbath. Way back in the day. Way back in the day. I mean, I yeah, mean, it's it again, it's not mentioned years. in the conquest. I know you talked about that, but... Yeah. Which is another point that, that it, we need to bring up, is that Shechem was literally completely destroyed, and that's why they're pretty sure that the whole Dina story was added way, 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 way after the fact just to discourage inbreeding or ex- outbreeding, rather. I yeah. <laughs> Definitely you got those mixed up because... Inbreeding is super okay. <laughs> inbreeding is actually the law. You don't get yeah. an option. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Shechem is one of them. Uh, Hebron, which was conquered twice now. Once Why by not? Joshua, once by Caleb. Uh, and is now being given to the Levites as a city of refuge. Cool. Fun, fun, fun. Uh, uh, it's weird that there's three. So th- I see the west of the Jordan as like Israel proper, you know? Yeah. Uh, but there's they only have three refuge cities. And then the east side, which is more sparse and it's only got a few, two and a half tribes, also has three. It's the Poland it, of this analogy. Yeah, you'd think you'd only need like one or two over there, though. It's right. not as big. There's not as many people, but what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not um, a fucking so there's yeah, there's three cities city. on each side of the Jordan, but the east side only has two full tribes and one half tribe, but apparently apparently they're fucking clumsy as fuck over on that side. Yeah. Are these like do you I just realize that and I could have maybe worked on some material to introduce this idea, but these are basically just sanctuary cities. Yeah. Like US sanctuary cities. Yeah. Except uh, the murders here are accidental, and not just because oh, they're oh, oh. filled with bloodthirsty maniacs who migrants. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this is it's a little too Ben Shapiro. Let's keep yeah. going. <laughs> Bloodlust is all they know. <laughs> little 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 too Ann Coulterish here. Um, okay, that's chapter twenty. They're right stubborn. now, you know where the cities are. Uh, chapter twenty-one. Now we're going to really dig into what the Levites get, right? So they don't get an allotment of property, per se. They just get these cities, which I guess is kind of property. Right. Uh, they're giving specific towns where these priesthood types 
um, are able to set up their their occupation, right? So this is where you're going to go for sacrifices and to do priest shit whenever you need priest shit done. Um, here's the thing I found weird about it. So it breaks down uh, how the those towns are, are set up. Now, there's the Kohathites, um, which are like the first first clan up. They're the most important clan. Weren't the Kohathites the ones that got dev- like devoured by flame back in the day? Uh, no, you're misremembering. So Kohath was charged with um, carrying the Each- Ark of the Tabernacle. And yeah. I believe that there was a couple, there was one guy from Kohath that oh, rebelled against Moses back in the day. Oh, with the sticks, with where they the put stick. all the sticks in yeah, there. They argued, they argued specifically, hey, we want to, uh, we want the same relationship with God as Moses. And Moses was like, well, tell you what, you care so goddamn much, why don't you fill your censers and show up and we'll let God decide a trial by fire. But I don't think it was all of Kohath. It was just uh, the members of his family. I mean, that's going to be. Few, I think yeah, that's just late. This, I think that's late Exodus, maybe or whatever. It was just a few rebellious guys. Yeah. But here's the question I have. So, th- whenever it broke up the Levite jobs, there was like Kohath, like you said, was carrying the ark. Uh, mm-hmm. What were the other names? Gershon um, and Merari. Which yeah, one I can't remember was, which one is which, but one of them carries the external bits, like the and the, one the tent, and the one structure. carries the structural. Yeah, the internal. Yeah. Bit. So what the fuck is the point of them now, right? So they, they have to have new jobs because they're not moving around a tent anymore. It doesn't ever establish what the clan's new jobs are. And then also it gives, it says the descendants of Aaron, who are the actual priests, right? They're the only ones who are actually priests. The others are just like clerical right. clergy. I don't know. Um, so it, it says Aaron's group were allotted 13 towns. Which doesn't make sense to me because that means all the priests are in just 13 towns. So all these other Levite cities, there's not even going to be priests to do priest shit. It's just guys that are really good at carrying things. Yeah. I don't get why. Shouldn't they, like, spread out the priests? Why are they all concentrated? I, I mean, I, I, who, who can argue with God's rule? I just want to know. I, just, <laughs> I don't know. You're trying to make sense of this now? I, I love it when we get to the fucking nitty-gritty of the Bible, like any of it's supposed to make sense. Who the fuck knows? I don't know. Why Why would they have just 13 cities that have the priests? I don't fucking know. You'd think that they'd divvy them out, you know? How are you going to molest yeah. all the kids if and you just have 13 cities. cities, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's maybe that's where hard. the Boy Scouts was invented. I don't know. But it, it is true that you have the Kohath that's Marari, the Gershon, and yeah. they sort of it, – it'd be like having like a modern city now where it's like, and what's that town? Oh, that's the people that know how to farrier. You know, they shoe horses and like, oh. Yeah, no one's done that for like a hundred years, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but don't you also need like one in each town, not all of them in one town? Yeah, like, like I, if you are gonna have them, if I was cutting I, the city's budget and I was like, well, what's this two million dollars a month going to these two? Those are the guys that uh, keep the coal stacks fired, you know? Like, okay, well, we don't really do that anymore. Like, why the fuck is that still? Why are they still on the payroll? I would erase Kohath if that were me. I would, I would yeah. genocide him. We, well, if I were God, <laughs> sure, of course you would. <laughs> We, I just think, I hope later on we find out more how that works, because basically, I, I get why the other guys exist. They still can take care of the temple, right? They can still, like, clean stuff and, like, I'm, I'm sure, sure we can find some menial task for them. I just don't know yeah. if they deserve a whole city. I don't even know if these guys did any real murder. I wonder. <clears throat> but then again, what did priests even do? I mean, they read, the they read like, the, the scrolls or whatever, I guess. I guess. But then again, there wasn't a fucking Kinko's, so you know 
They only had one copy of that shit anyways. It was probably in the Aaron town. It's probably a big-ass game of, like, telephone, you know. Yeah, because what cities did Aaron's boys have? They had uh, Hebron, which is where I think that's where all the stuff's going to be anyways. Well, Hebron, again, is a sanctuary city. I mean, it just keeps... And it was also supposed to be in the tribe of Judah, so I don't really... Hebron's been given out to about three different peeps at this point. Yeah. Caleb, uh, it's become a sanctuary city, and apparently it's also given to Aaron's family, so I don't... You know, I don't know, whatever. So it's like it was like Rome before the empire started triumvirate. Maybe it's, I don't know. I don't know if there's any precedent for like a city that's ruled by like a, a dual state. Yeah, like you had a mayor situation. And a, it's kind of like Ephraim and. Oh, were you gonna do a joke? It's like no. Ephraim and, and Joshua, kind of. <laughs> I already did it. Or but Moses anyway, uh, moving on. Who gives a shit? Forty-eight cities given away in their suburbs. Fucking blah 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 blah, blah blah. Is that the whole chapter? Just is there that's anything else? Basically, it. I mean, that's that's twenty-one. If you want to know what cities went to each uh, cl- Levite clan, you can go read the Bible, but you better fucking not. Um, well, basically, so the Levites get their fucking cut. Um, as we get to the end of 21, I think there's a, a a point to be made. So basically, 21 just lists out like um, 48 individual cities that are being doled out to the Levite tribe. Um, doesn't really matter who gives a shit. Um it does end on a weird note. So, we, again, we've talked about how the job isn't done, and yet the final message of uh, chapter 21 is, uh, not one of their enemies withstood them. The Lord gave them all the enemies into their hands. Not one of the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Every one was fulfilled. But that's just not true, because we're just going to keep having more work to do. So, I don't... It It, it is a weird... So... With your argument that the Bible was written way later, yeah, that's how it, it would makes stand sense. to reason that the people writing this understand that this didn't happen like this. That there were survivors. That there are people that they're having to share the land with. That it wasn't a total rout like uh, God promised. Sure. So it does seem kind of weird that there's bits and pieces that are like, and then everything that the Lord spoke had come to pass, and just as He had promised their fathers. Not a man of their enemies stood against them, and the Lord delivered all their enemies in their hand. But you know that this didn't happen, and you specifically mentioned it two chapters ago. Like, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. So, I don't know if it's a misinterpretation on our part, like we're just reading it wrong, or if the Bible, again, is confused. It might just be because this is before they had Snapchat maps, where you could get and see where different people are Mm -hmm. on the map, and so they didn't know if anyone was over there yet. (laughs) Okay. Um... Uh, my Bible's concordance says that this marks the end of the theological heart of the book of Joshua and, in a sense, summarizes the preceding chapters. No. Which is kind of fair, I guess. Like, this is sort of the, the little end cap that, and everything that Moses, essentially everything that Moses had promised them has come to pass. That God promised Moses, that Moses promised the people. Right, yeah. right, right. Fair, uh, fair, fair. Another interesting thing is that um, my Bible is absolutely full of shit. Like, every time you read the concordance, you're like, okay, this is just one step deeper into <laughs> uh, drinking the fucking Kool-Aid. In every situation, God had demonstrated himself faithful and sufficient. In spite of the power of the Egyptians, the size, number, and technology of the Canaanites... And the stubbornness and foolishness of his people, God was fulfilling his promises. What technology? That is an interesting point, because I'm not quite sure if they specifically mentioned it. But Oh, they talked about the chariots. If they're talking about the chariots 
if these Israelites are fighting the Hittites, then they are essentially uh, combating people on the cusp of the Iron Age. Sure. So, I mean, you're talking, I mean, if you're talking about the Hittites who are up in Turkey right now, learning how to use iron and, and, the, and, the, and sort of the, the downfall of the Bronze Age. My point is, you are kind of fighting a bunch of people who are at the height of militaristic technology in the Middle East at this point. Yeah, and that's going to actually come into play in Chapter 24, but I'll save that for Chapter <laughs> okay. 24. So, I mean, it's mentioned in my concordance as kind of a historical reference there. It's not really mentioned at no point in the conquest of Joshua. Are they like, hey, these guys are using some badass fucking arrows. We should learn, you know, like it's no, it's just them coming in there with their fucking super laser beams or whatever, which are equivalent and God's just like, hail, lightning bolt, lightning bolt, you know, it doesn't really. <laughs> Good old God. So, <laughs> so, so it's kind of an interesting that yeah, if, if we're going oddly enough, I would think that sort of the, um, the idea of, like, a religious revolution is probably more successful against people armed with, like, iron swords than a bunch of Jews just <laughs> running at them with rocks and shit, but cool. Indeed. Uh, anything else on 21? Uh, nah, let's, uh, no. let's, let's 22. So this is called, this uh, chapter, or at least this part of the chapter is called Eastern Tribes Return Home. So as you remember, whenever Moses was first getting ready to uh, hand things off to Joshua, and before Joshua crossed the Jordan with his crazy army of brigands, uh, hmm. they made a deal that Reuben, Gad, and half of the tribe of Manasseh could settle on the eastern side, but first they had to fulfill their promise, go across, help win the battles, then they could go home to their families. So that's what time it is now. But shit just can't be simple, can it? <laughs> we can't have that. Uh, before, we, uh, before we get to the altar... Um, I wasn't. Good. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, just just uh, just just the start of twenty two. So he's like, okay, guys, go home. But there has to be a fucking word of caution, as always. Like nothing's ever like nice with God. Yeah, let's renew this shit over and over again. Yeah. Um, and it, I think it's kind of interesting is that Josh was like, okay, you guys are going. It's it's weird how the Jordan forms this weird barrier, you know. It'd be like if uh, your, like, brother was, like, moving out, but he's just moving across the street. And you're like, okay, sure. but before you go there, I just want to give you this word. I'm right over there. Like, what the fuck are you asking? Like, I'm dead or some shit. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm 20 feet over. Be like, I just want you to remember us wherever you go. Like, yeah, I can see you from my we living were, room. Like, why are we acting like this? We're literally neighbors. Yeah. I mean, you got to think, though. This was back in the day. There is a river separating them, which was substantial, I guess. And then, you know, I don't know. 50 miles or so it's a couple days journey i guess yes. i don't know i don't know but th the way joshua treats them it's like okay yes you're going a couple days walk away and i'll remember you always buddy and it's like it's not like they're like going to europe you know yeah it, 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 it doesn't cool really story, I, I, maybe i'm just not understanding the time frame here but it just doesn't i don't really understand that if all you've been doing is wandering the desert and crossing these barriers left right and center it's weird to kind of be like, okay, and you guys are going to eat to the Jordan, and now you're essentially, like, cut off from the family type vibe, you know? Again, I feel like you're getting caught up in this is kind of like Mike getting caught up in <laughs> why did, the, why did all, all of Aaron's Well, it's going to come up later. Like, it, it becomes a theme. Well, yes, that's true. So, 
Basically, he says, okay, we'll see you guys later. You're going to eat to the Jordan, but take careful heed to do the commandment and the law, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, has commanded you, and in all his ways, love God, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Always remember your grandma. He sends them off with a blessing. They give him, like, a cut of the silver, the gold, all that good shit. And boom, he's like, all right, go ahead. So the Reubenites, the Gadites, and half of the tribe of Manasseh uh, head off. They leave Shiloh. Uh, returning to Gilead um, of uh, the gunslinger fame. Right. Uh, they're getting across. Hmm. They're getting ready to cross the Jordan, and they're like, one sec, let's build us an altar. Now, their thing, here's the thing, communication, right? Oh, it can be such a problem. Right. Their thing is they want to build an altar to show, hey, let's make sure that everyone knows that we all worship the same God. Let's have a, let's have like a replica of the altar in Shiloh right here at our border showing that we have a shared God is the gist of it, right? Is right. That, okay. So the problem is <laughs> that this is where everything goes topsy-turvy, right? Is uh, the, Isra- the Israelites that are staying on the west side of the Jordan see them building this, and they're like, wait a second. Are they are they flexing on us? <laughs> like, like uh, I love the way my Bible writes it down. Now, the children of Israel heard someone say, behold, Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh have built an altar in Canaan uh, in the region of the Jordan. And everyone's like, what? Who the fuck do they think they are? Who's that altar for? It's probably... It, it, it'd be like if, like, uh, I'm in a long-distance relationship, and then she spies on me one afternoon and sees, like, a photo on my di- my bed, and she's like, who the fuck is that for? It's got to be for his whore. And you're like, that's... <laughs> Like, that's my brother. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you <laughs> doing? Like, she's just going through your text messages. Like, who's this bitch? Like, like, that's my mom. Like, I don't know why you're, you're acting this way. Calm down. You're like, that's a picture of my mom. You fuck your mom? <laughs> no. What? What? What are, we, what, what are you talking about? What is this conclusion you're fucking jumping to? It's fucking absurd. I just left. I'm building an altar. It must be an altar to another guy. Like, calm down. Yeah. These are these Israelites definitely learn jealousy from their God. Yeah. I think, yeah. Is, so... Uh, it's barely been, they've barely left, and we're already starting a civil war. Yeah, this is going to go well. So so the western side of the Jordan uh, is all pissed off, and they're like, dude, did you see what the eastern side is doing? We got to fucking stop them. West side! And they and send so uh, fucking The emissary. chief, the chief amongst each tribe. Like, they sent the fucking, the A-team, right? Like, this is... <laughs> They didn't send, like, hey, let's just send, like, a messenger to go see what's up. They sent the most important person from each tribe, basically, to go fucking, I don't know, push the altar over or whatever. I don't and know what the And also Phinehas, the son of Ele- Eleazar, so basically the head priestess, essentially. So Aaron Grant's kid. Yeah. So, Aaron's grandkid. But, yeah, they're like, oh, we heard we saw an altar. Let's send our war party to go check it out. I mean, I don't... <laughs> It, it, it'd be like if you didn't answer your phone. You're in a long-distance relationship. One night, your phone dies, and you you turn it on. You got 100 missed messages. And you, all of a sudden, like, her and her entire family are banging on your door. Like, who is she? Where is she? Like, what the fuck's going? Can you calm down? Can you not right now? But uh, that, that's, yeah, that's about right. The thing that upset me the most about this. So basically, they show up. The Reubenites and Gadites and what have you—they explain. No, this is like to show that we're of the same God. Hey, like this is our—we don't our little. You know, we we are separated by a measly fucking river, which in the dry season is only like three to ten feet deep. But yeah, by all I'll means, sweep you, it'll sweep away a mid-sized car. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, okay. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> so anyway, so, 
Uh, they explain, no, it's fine. And because uh, obviously it's fine. Yeah. Because, I mean, again, how low are their expectations of their brethren? That they're like, God literally just destroyed entire armies with hail. We walked around a city until it fell over. And now we're going to doubt him and, like, go choose another god the moment we walk 50 feet away? Like, I, I don't where, even get Where's this I'm paranoia saying. coming from? Um, certain interesting caveats of the story is that essentially, I don't know if what it means, but the western side, when they come over to their emissaries, all the leaders of the tribe in uh, Finahas, are like, didn't you fucking remember what happened to Achan? And if I were the East, I'd be like, yeah, that's why we're building a goddamn altar to God. You guys lit him on fire. Like, yeah. we understand. We're trying to make sure we don't do that. We were the guys that helped light him on fire. Like, I, we were there. We were there. Like, I fucking get it. Like, Jesus. It's it's a real shame that uh, there's nothing in uh, my Google book on this part because I really want to know what scholars think this was supposed to be about. Because it's such a stupid fucking side story, you know? Yeah, um, I don't, and, and and there's certain weird things is that I guess there's also, and maybe if we were, maybe if this was like 2,000 years ago, we might have a better understanding of what the fuck they're talking about. I guess 3,000 years ago, a better understanding of what the fuck they're talking about, because they're like, oh yeah, but we're not going to do burnt offerings at this altar. This altar's just for show, you know, this is just a fun altar. Which to me makes it basically an idol, right? I feel like the priests are just getting angry at them for like copyright infringement, you know? Sure. Like, it doesn't uh, really, like, oh, you guys have your own bootleg altar, you know? It does sound like God would hate this. Like, if it's the same God, DVDs of if this God was dude. real, he would hate this shit. Probably. I mean, it might as well be a golden calf. Let's pound you know. it down and fucking drink it. He's like, this altar has Korean subtitles. Like, what the fuck is going on? So, basically, Joshua's like, okay, we're cool, we're cool. He's like, so don't, don't do that. Don't go follow a different God, obviously, because that will fuck all of us. And then he ends, uh, Phineas actually says this, Phinehas, whatever it is. When he's wrapping up with uh, the, the three tribes on the east side of the Jordan, he says, Today we know that the Lord is with us, because you have not been unfaithful to the Lord in this matter. Now you have rescued the Israelites from the Lord's hands. What the fuck does that mean? What's cool is that at no point does God get involved in this story. Like, no. usually there's a scene where, like, God talks to Joshua, like, you hear this shit, bro? But this is a 100% just mob mentality and crazy fucking zealot cultist mania. This is like if you saw me about to drive away from the gas station, but you didn't see me put the pump back, and so you run over, and you're like, put the pump back! Put the pump back <laughs> on, the, on the rack! And I'm like, I already did. And you're like, thank God, you just saved all of us. <laughs> the- that could have exploded. And I'm like, yeah, I fuck. What do you? That's what? why I did it 20 minutes ago. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's it's just it's so stupid. It's so dramatic for something that's like you followed just a me to my home for this. <laughs> you know, like uh, the last little bizarre. the last little bit is I don't get it. Is that they're like, okay, let this altar be a witness to us. It is a witness between you and me. You know. Um, yeah, that was the point all along. Yeah, like this is just. <laughs> but we've already. Ha- this is one of those things that kind of bothers me. Is putting a bunch, and we're going to come back to it later in this episode, but is putting a bunch of rocks down and saying this is going to be a witness a good thing or a bad thing? Because the Bible seems to waffle on it. Um, first off, is waffling a bad thing or a good thing to you? Because I, I feel like <laughs> w- waffles are delicious. I feel like for the inalienable word of God, it might be a bad thing. You know, like. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I don't know because sometimes having physical manifestations of their faith is a bad thing. Because we had right? the whole story of Jacob and Laban, who they were like, yeah. "Hey, let's stack some rocks. This will be a witness to our test, you like, know, our, our covenant." Uh-uh. And he was like, "Fuck you, asshole." And then we have this one right here. He's like, "Let's put these rocks down. This will be a testament and a witness to our love of God." And was like, "Yeah, that's cool. It's cool now." Yeah, imagine taking this shit seriously. Just for a second, imagine that. This is so fucking stupid. Best Sorry, Christians who are listening, yeah, yeah, but goddamn. Like, God yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is all good shit. Um, whatever. So everyone with their, like, it's also kind of weird that, like, to me it's like, okay, your girlfriend goes to your phone, sees a bunch of text messages to mom, and gets all angry and yells, and you're like, yeah, that's my mom, you stupid bitch. You're like, okay, well. I'm glad we had this talk so you can understand how serious I am. Like, are you trying to find victory in this? Are you trying to pretend that you were right in this? You're a fucking maniac. Like, apparently, so Phineas and they all have this conversation. Like, okay, all right, yes, it was a misunderstanding. Technically, you were doing all this for the Lord, but we're watching you, okay? And uh, this is a warning. And then they all went back to Israel proper. At least they're all narcissists. You know, it's not like just one of them is. So it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of healthy, I think, when you're around people. With the same like mental derangements as you, yeah, <laughs> where you can yes, all just do it together. They're having a good time. Uh, yeah, they're having so, a good time in the desert. So Reuben and Gad called the altar witness, for it is a witness between us that the Lord is God. Cool. Great. They, they sprayed. What is the point of this story, by the way? I still don't really understand it. So it's it's. I mean, it is a long story. It is most of twenty two, I would say, and yeah, it's all bullshit. That um, so the Reubens create an altar. The rest of Israel got kind of pissed, showed up. Hey, what's this deal? Oh, it's an altar for God. Like, okay. And then they left. It's not, it's almost as dumb and also pretty parallel to, like, the East Coast, West Coast rapper thing. Right? Uh, sure. I don't know anything about it, but yeah, I'm me assuming. me neither. Which... Well, it's, you got the East and the West. I know the that rest of Tupac it. died for our sins, but beyond that, I can't really. <laughs> I can't really Tupac remember. is obviously not dead. Sure. Um, okay. Chapter 23. <laughs> Onwards and upwards. Um, it's time for Joshua to say farewell. Wait a second. Why would he say farewell? He's not going to die, is he? <laughs> uh, sure. Um, but again, just as uh, but we've already had um, God call Moses an old fud, right? Like this is the second time Joshua, that jo- but yes. Joshua's like, hey, look, at, I'm fucking old. And, like we get it. Yeah. Because right after they finished conquering, they said that. Yeah. So Correct. Joshua... So this is, I guess, the significance of it, is that uh, uh, Joshua 23, Joshua gets all the leaders of Israel, all the tribes' leaders and all the judges and shit, and brings them in and sort of starts speaking to them uh, and telling them about God's will. It's exactly what Moses did near the end of Deuteronomy, you know, where he kind of got the people together, gave them a rundown, basically like Sparks notes his whole life. I, I, I think we can agree that Joshua is just fanfic Moses. Yeah, and he's a braggart piece of shit, as we're about to find out. <laughs> okay. He's uh, full of himself. He's he's the most humble guy ever, just like Moses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but basically, he warns them, you know, don't mingle with the fucking Canaanites. Uh, you know, yeah. I've, I've done all these works. I fucked up Canaan. We're all good now. You're welcome. I did that. Yeah. And then he said, this is weird. In two sentences, it swings. Remember how I have allotted an inheritance for your, for the tribes, the nations that I conquered bet- between the Jordan and the Mediterranean Sea. And then he says, also, the Lord God will push everyone out for your sake. 
So it's like he just said he conquered everyone, and then he says, "But don't worry, God's gonna actually do it." Because we both know that I did it. I yet. kind of, I kind of got the vibe that Joshua in this chapter is kind of like an old man willing away his fortune to all his children. And he's like, I really hope that all of these things I've given you don't turn you into a bunch of cunts that just fight amongst each other, right? Like this, you're gonna you're gonna take this blessing, you're gonna do good, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah totally. We're not gonna. Yeah, he's like, I he's like, I didn't kill a bunch of Nazis so you fucking sissy boys could get nose rings, did I? Yeah, it's kind of that talk. Yeah, you nailed it. Uh, but anyway, uh, something I thought was interesting is, um, God, which verse is it? Um, and the Lord your God will expel them. This is a, a 23.5. And the Lord your God will expel them from before you and drive them out of your sight, so you shall possess their land as the Lord your God promised you. Um, I know it's going to mention it later, but this we're going to come back to sort of the story of Abraham later in the story. But I, I don't really understand the story of the Jews this point. It, it kind of right. is like God bought a house 400 mm-hmm. years ago. And then deliberately left it vacant so that his great-great-great-grandchildren could then fight a bunch of hippies squatting in it. As opposed to just leaving them in the house and raising them up and, 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 and all this shit that's going down. It just doesn't really make a lot of sense to me that this would be the, a, a, a sane narrative. But he had to build his glory by sending them to Egypt to be enslaved so that he could take them out of Egypt. To go kill all the hippies. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, it was important. You know, he's like, it's like, uh, it's like, um, it's like when you like adopt a kid and then you send him over to like uh, uh, some like military school where he just gets beaten all day long, and then like uh, you bring him back and he's like, okay, okay, I got you this like cushy job at my company. Like, why can't I just? <laughs> why did I just do that? Can I have just gone to like a normal school and then taken the job? I'm like, no, 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 I really wanted you to be punished. All right, so good. And you, ha- you have two analogies left. Now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, so he, uh, he, he, the crazy part is that he is supposedly did all this, right, to, to build his glory. And that doesn't make any sense, of course, because the Egyptians don't remember this. There's no evidence that any of this happened. And yet the, the church is pretty pumped to give you a narrative to, like, go along with this as to why it all makes sense. Like, someone will sit here and, and, and explain it to you, and it'll be really paper thin, but they'll do it um, over and over again. So basically, God's like, okay, I've given you all these gifts and all these blessings, and you must follow my word. The, the thing that bothers me, and this keeps happening, I mean, again, this was... I don't know how anyone could be dumb enough to think that Joshua wrote this as it was happening. Oh, yeah. Because it very clearly states, Therefore it shall come to pass, when you have transgressed the covenant of the Lord your God, which he command you, and have gone and served other gods and bowed down before them, then the anger of the Lord will burn against you, and you shall perish quickly. Um, yeah. No, that's already going to happen. It's just, it, every single chapter is kind of baked in with this idea of like, and by the way, when you fuck up in a couple of years, I have no way of knowing, but when you do, I'm going to remember, you know, like it's like, we can call it prophecy, but it's bullshit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It is. It just doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense that there's constantly this reference to the fact that, and by the way, when you guys screw up and transgress against God, he's going to punish you. Are we in control of our fate? No, not really. You're gonna fuck up. <laughs> like I just want to. I want to be aware. And then that that's interpreted as like evidence of prophecy in the Bible. Like okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, my Bible's concordance specifically references these chapters as note the combination of grace and fear as oh, motivating God. factors. 
like, I just, I don't know. Are we more moral than God? Are we wrong to question this kind of logic and, and morality? That God is like, by the way, I'm, I killed all these people so you could have their land. But also, if you fuck up, I'll kill you too. Like, wow, what a gracious and loving God who knows all and is perfect in every way. He comes off, and can we roll into 24? Because I it. have. He comes off as a tyrant king, right? And that's exactly what we see in chapter 24, which, by the way, is the last chapter in the book of Joshua. Mm-hmm. We did it. If I had my air horn button ready to go, I would hit it right now. Okay. Um, so chapter 24 is one more covenant, which we, how many times have we done a covenant, right? You want to talk about talking about refugee state cities. I We've think, done the covenant. I mean, so Moses recapped the covenant a couple of times, but I would say that there's the covenant of Moses, the Ten Commandments. Yeah. Uh, there's but we the, already had the covenant with Joshua. I mean, he's already talked about it. So the covenant has been established however many times. And the point is that this one, you talked about Hittites earlier, right? Right. And about how, oh, maybe that's who had the iron chariots. This chapter of the Bible is almost a shot-for-shot recreation of a Hittite suzerain treaty between a, a, a king and a, a suzerain king and a vassal state. So you come in, it starts out with Joshua giving a presentation. All right, he says to all the people. So now this isn't just the leaders. He's got all the people, which is an important part of a, uh, of a vassal treaty, that, that everyone gets an understanding of it. Now you have... Um, a historical prologue that begins. So he starts talking about Moses in verse 5, and that goes all the way down through verse 13, Well, kind of explaining how they got to where they are. I mean, I can't believe you're starting at Moses. He actually starts in, at Terah, father of Abraham. True, true, true. You know, like it yes. goes all the way back. Oddly enough, doesn't go to Noah or Adam. No. Because they were not part of the covenant, technically. Yeah, I mean... Abraham... Well, I really wanted to get into—we'll come back to Moses, but specifically he mentions your fathers, including Terah, the father of Abraham and the father of Nahor, dwelt on the other side of the river in old times, and they served other gods. Then I took your father Abraham from the other side of the river, led him throughout all the land of Canaan, and multiplied his descendants, and gave him Isaac, and then— Gave Isaac, Jacob, and Esau, and blah 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 blah. Do you, Do you think that's them like acknowledging that other gods are are real? I kind of think so. I don't think it's a weird juxtaposition that. Uh, well, I don't think he's saying that. Well, I don't know. Now you got me all fucked up because I was gonna say my instinct is to kind of agree with the Exodus interpretation, the early Exodus interpretation, that yeah. other gods are real, but God is bigger and better than all of them. So here's Nahor, here's Terra, who served those other shitty gods. And then, uh, uh, I guess, what, what would you call this guy? Yahweh uh, yeah. took Abraham and was like, oh, by the way, you're now I take you. Kind of like the way like Athena and the Zeus and whatever had their own cults and sex and all that other bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And which one are you going to really focus on? And then as we start to get to numbers and then now Joshua and Deuteronomy and such... We're now getting to the point where, like, oh, by the way, those gods, they don't even fucking exist. We're going to deny their existence. And what's fascinating is that this Yahweh is most likely a Midianite creation, right? Moses' father-in-law is where that probably came from. I mean, that's about about the shift in tone is is Moses, essentially. Yeah, and it was with, you know, the Midian—that guy set up the judges, and he he was so important for— 
such a kind of outsider character. But also, right? for whatever it's worth, since all this was probably written around the same time by a, a multitude of people. So, I mean, did, did did Moses even exist? Probably not. Did his fucking uh, father-in-law even exist? Probably not. Who knows? Where where is any of this coming from? It's hard to it's like, hard to pin any of it down. You know. A solid, a solid if, if we agree with the story is real, then we can say it, it's kind of weird picking at it because we're like, oh yeah, this new version. Well, it's of all God, based on something. Yeah, but this know. new god probably came from the Midiac guy who may not have even existed. It's kind of like a catch twenty two. Well, not know? him, not the guy. So the idea would be, from a scholarship standpoint, that uh, the Midianite father in law is a stand in for just Midianite influence on Canaanite culture to create this. Right, kind of like the same way that Esau is a stand-in for all of the Edomites um, at the time. You know how that how true, they're like true. okay, he, yeah. he has, he's Esau because that means red. The Edomites are you know they they like make a person there that that represents a whole people. This is this is all analogy, you know, like, like Ishmael. Ishmael is all of kind of Saudi Arabia or like or that. any of them, like Naphtali and Dan and Judah. You yeah, know? Like they all have characteristics. It, it's honestly more akin to like uh, Salazar Slytherin and Godric Gryffindor and shit. You know, like oh yeah, exactly. And Godric Gryffindor was brave and strong in his house. Yeah. Was, oh, sure, who gives a Thickest shit? Thickest wiener yeah. of them all. <laughs> so gets the job. So done. you're right. It actually begins more at verse two. It gets into the more modern for the. Right, this writing, modern part around five when it starts talking about Moses and Aaron, but beginning with Abraham and verse two all the way down through verse 13, it's kind of a running replay of how they got to where they are, which was always a part of a Hittite suzerain treaty. So this first, the suzerain is going to say, the king is going to say, all right, here's how I got to be in charge of you guys so that you don't forget. This is what I, you know, this is what I did for you. This is the wars that I won to, to capture you, whatever the situation may be. It then rolls into, from verse 14 down through 21, it rolls into setting up exclusive loyalty. There has to be, like, a legal precedent, or not precedent, but rather, like, a explanation of how our relationship works. Like, you don't, I don't care if some other king comes in, you serve me. So God sets himself up exclusively here. There is only one Lord. No other gods shall be served. Then you have the witness point. So Joshua says, you're all witnesses against yourselves. Uh, that you've chosen to serve the Lord, which is also part of these treaties. There would always be usually a deity um, that would be the witness. And then at the end uh, there, well, not at the end of the chapter, but later on it says uh, the public placement of the text. So, hey, the, we're going to keep this place in the we're going to keep these writings in the holy place of the Lord so that anytime you want, you can go back and see all this, which was also an important part of a suzerain treaty. So this could look exactly like a Hittite treaty whenever they would take over a country. Probably not a coincidence. Yeah. Um, it's got all the pieces. Getting into the details of this, there's a couple of yeah, verses. I mean, I'm, I'm going to start nitpicking a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, I just wanted to I wanted to show how this whole thing, so even yeah. as we go into the smaller pieces, it, it gives them context. Yeah. So in 2412, as he's kind of, uh, after he's kind of set up the history, and he's talking about like, uh, okay, and then this is who we killed to get here. Um, in 2412, uh, speaking for God, I sent the hornet before you, which drove them out from before you, also the two kings of the Amorites, but not with your sword or with your bow. Um, my Bible specifically makes, makes mention of this, that the hornet could refer to fucking any number of things. Uh, a bunch of actual hornets. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a sense of panic, because uh, we've already talked about divine panic that uh, God brought upon the, um, I think it was during the Southern Conquest. 
or a plague or the angel of the Lord who's mentioned that one time and then never mentioned again. Uh, but the point is that whatever it was, God did it. You know, like, all right, whatever yeah, it was, it's not, it's, it's God did it something. Not your might. You know? It doesn't really matter For what sure. he did. It just matters that we can attribute it to God. Um, 2413. I have given you a land for which you did not labor, and cities which you did not build, and you dwell in them. You eat of the vineyards and olive groves which you did not plant. Um, See, again, this is this is the last part of the kind of the historical setup, and this is what a king would want to do. He'd want to establish, I did all this. I'm the you know I'm the king. I kind You're of the little vassal bitch. Yeah, I kind of wonder what thing. What I mean, we'll get to it when we start talking about when this was actually written it is weird yeah. that if you're creating a mythological origin story why would it be one of theft and murder and conquest through force like why wouldn't it be like we created this land we you know i i guess because they must realize that there was still lingering even to this day still lingering like hey we were here first who the fuck are you guys and they're just throwing rocks at their cars and just like get out of here yeah 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 that you can certainly see that there was other peoples there yeah like there's no way around their that. their story is one of hey by the way this isn't ours but we're taking it anyway get fucked well because back then even there wouldn't I think there would be a positive uh, there wouldn't be a stigma with with being conquerors like it's badass <laughs> I guess that's pretty right? fun cool. like we worship Zeus yeah he raped all these women it was cool <laughs> you know like yeah um, okay so yeah so it's just kind of a it's it's a fun little. A little, 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 little drop of hot sauce on it. Like, yeah, by the way, yeah, we definitely take other people's shit. It's ours now. Um, Fun. Twenty four fifteen is interesting. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the God which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose house you dwell. But for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Uh, Aww. Yeah, that's cute. But I think it's also kind of weird. Like, that's about the time where I'd be like, I'm out of here. Peace. Uh, you just said it's cool? All right, I'm out of here. Get fucked up. No. <laughs> I'll go serve those other gods on the other side of the river. You said it's cool, right? Uh, like, like it, it's kind of weird. But if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. If I were these Jews, I'd be like, yeah, it does seem kind of evil. I uh, raped 15 women to get here. I uh, stabbed a couple of babies. Like, is this cool? Are we all cool? It does seem kind of weird that this is what we would have to do to get to where we are but fine yeah well you know uh they they also back that up by saying if you don't do it <laughs> yeah well, of course you're gonna get fucked yeah um i don't know it's it's, it's a wishy-washy message there's a lot more waffles here as you were saying we're getting the waffling going uh then next up yeah that's where they talk talks about it setting up a witness again um we're back to setting up a witnesshood without rocks, right? So the last time they talked, they wanted rocks to be the witnesses. Now they're not doing that again. Yeah, I guess that's cool. Yeah. Uh, just just coming back to that, I just wanted to get what my concord says. Uh, when when Joshua creates this option, hey, if you think God is evil and you want to serve other gods, then do so. But I'm serving the Lord. Uh, my Bible's concordance is kind of funny on this one. Um, Joshua was not inviting, but demanding that Israel serve the Lord. The choice he laid before them only existed if they refused his demand. The issue was whether to obey or to choose. Uh, if they refused to obey the Lord, 
uh, then they you know then they will die. But uh, so it's just kind of an interesting sort of opposite of like a libertarian society. Like yeah, you could choose to do this, but I mean you know you're, you're going to die. You know, in U.S. law, it is not considered a choice or a legally binding agreement if you do so under the threat of death. Yeah, so, you can either choose no. to live with me. <laughs> Or you can go live with your mom and I can light the house on fire and kill you both. I mean, yeah. it's, you have a choice. You always have a choice. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely more of a hostage situation than it is a choice. I, I would agree with you on that. Um, and then, what, can we wrap this up? Do you want me to go to the, uh, the ending? Uh, yeah. Okay, so the Bible says, in Joshua 24... Verse 29, after these things, Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at an age of 110. Wow. Um, I, I cried when I first <laughs> Did you really? Like, when you were like 12? <laughs> Joshua! Tears of laughter. <laughs> um, so the last couple of verses are interesting. Uh, Eleazar, who was sort of kind of given a, a, a distinct position of importance as the head of the church to replace Aaron, um, uh-huh. isn't really given any fanfare. He dies, too. Um, yeah, whatever. And they bury him, I mean, kind of like Aaron. Aaron got swept over compared to Moses. Yeah. So. so basically, Joshua dies. They buried him at the land that he inherited. Well, you know, the part that was devoted to him. Um, yes. Uh, another little... Th- Interesting tidbit is Israel served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had known all the works of the Lord, which he had done for Israel. So it's kind of like maybe more so than Moses. Like when Moses died, we just kind of had that odd, like everyone wept in 30 days of mourning and stuff. But yeah, maybe because of Joshua's uh, unyielding bloodlusted sort of strict father routine that uh, Israel kind of at least for that period of time, for those that knew him, they they stayed good. Sure. Like, it, they, the fear of Joshua stayed with them, yeah, kind of. maybe. Um, Whereas Moses is more of, like, a dopey-type character. Yeah, like, I guess a little sad, little sad Eeyore-type. Yeah, a little Egyptian prince boy. Are you sure I can't go to Canaan? Um, yeah. Interesting point, and I don't know, there's some parts of the Bible that I think are kind of fun. I do huh. like the consistency of Joseph's story. Like, uh, if we were... Joshua's or Joseph's? No, Joseph. Okay, Joseph. Okay, yeah. You know, when we touched on Joseph, he was the grand vizier. Uh, he died. His bones were buried, but he prophesied, when I die, bury me in Canaan. Or bury me in, you know, new, you know, whatever. The land that God has promised. You will take yeah, my yeah. fucking bones. Back home. Take me home. When Country Moses roads. is leaving Egypt, he's like, by the way, grab Joseph's bones. Get the bones. Get the bones. Those sexy bones. What if they got the wrong bones? <laughs> like, this is, guys, I don't know how to tell you. This is definitely Dude. a dog. <laughs> National Treasure 3. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, and then, as this final one verse here, they bury Joseph in that plot of land that, uh, was it Isaac had bought in Shechem? Jacob. Jacob. Jacob, you're right. Sorry. Jacob bought it. Joseph's dad bought it. Yeah. But I think he, when he bought it, wasn't Joseph already in slavery? Just, or already in Egypt? Because Joseph's not part of that story, is he? With I don't know. I don't have know. It that was a long ass time ago. That was in Genesis. Yeah, it's hard to remember if Simeon and Levite killing Shechem over Dina predates or is after the story of Joseph. Because if I, I think it's got to be before, 
uh, because Shakim they stay there temporarily and then they're on the move, and then yeah, wherever yeah, they do. go to, that's where they're at when um the Dina Shakimite story is uh, Genesis thirty four and Joseph is sold in Genesis thirty seven. So okay, yeah. you're right. Joseph would have Joseph would have been this there land. in Shakim. He knew about this land. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if he was any, there on Dina. I don't know if it's any mention that he wanted to be like bury me in Shakim, but yeah. um, that's where they decide to bury him uh, in the land that Abraham or sorry. Jacob had bought from the Prince of Shechem before his daughter Correct. got raped, quote-unquote. Correct. Uh, and then Eleazar was buried in the plot that was given to a frame, in the, in the mountains that were buried to a frame. That's a bingo. In and that's la- it. In so, Gibeah. Um, Joshua, done. I think it's kind of... I, we'll, let, let, we're we're going to do a little bit of recap now before we get you know do the full recap of Joshua. Yeah. Which is going to suck. But I'll tell you, uh, not to just completely shun the Bible every single time, it is kind of fun the way it kind of maintains consistency across these characters. It is kind, yeah. of, it is kind of fun that, you know, okay, so now Joshua's last words were, okay, guys, remember my last or whatever. All the tribes go their separate ways, go back to their homes the end of Joshua is kind of the end of that tale of Exodus. I, I feel like the end of Joshua is the end of Exodus, or that start that story that was started there. Well, yeah, because we've had, I mean, every other phase you've had kind of uh, gaps in generations, right? Right. So, like Abraham through Joseph is one story, kind of, because you have Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. They're all boom, ba boom, ba boom, ba boom. But before Abraham, you have to go back to Noah. Right. right, and so there's kind of a jump there. Before Noah, you have to go back to Adam, and there's a big uh, gap there too. Yeah, yeah. And whereas this, we're about. I mean, we're not so much hitting a gap here again. I haven't uh, read. I haven't. Noah. I, I mean, we'll what's the next out. book? We'll Ju- judges. Fuck judges. Yeah, I haven't even started um, that. Which all. I think is almost. I think it's immediately after. But we'll see. We'll see next week. I mean, either um, way, it feels like the end of an arc. You know, when you read it, it does. It, it's like everyone has gone their way. Everyone's good. The war is over. Joshua has done what he needed to do. He's fucking dead. Yeah. 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 So we're ready for another jump forward in time, if the Bible so chooses. <laughs> um, it's up to them. Something we kind of skipped over, but I wanted to talk about here. Um, I know we've touched on this before, and it's kind of a running theme of the show, maybe, is that when we were talking about slavery, um, we were talking about, like, okay, if our current morals clash with God's, uh, who's right? And obviously, if you're a good Jew or a good Christian, you'd be like, well... God's where we get our morals, so if ours if there's conflict, God's right. But in this couple of chapters, I know we kind of mentioned, I think it's in 23, uh, Joseph specifically forbids them from marrying these Canaanites because they'll bring ruin upon them. Is yeah. genetic purity good? <laughs> I mean, yeah, look at... Uh... Look at the Appalachian people <laughs> in America. They're I just... Great. I kind of, like... Oh, oh. <laughs> So you found it. Uh, like, it's one of those things where I would never really consider genetic purity to be a hot topic. Like, oh, make sure you have genetic purity. Keep that on your list of to-dos. But yeah. certainly according to the Bible and God, it's a big deal. Um, are we wrong to sort of be like, yeah, fuck nationalism and, you know, genetic purity and, and uh, eugenics and all that shit? Who's right? Are you asking who, me? Who, who's right? Are you asking me? Me or God? <laughs> it's, it's, no, it's the same. Is this a rhetorical question? <laughs> <laughs> I want you to tell me who's right, me or God? Who's on the? Who's got this? I mean, uh, the thing is that 
the Bible also allows for people to kind of get circumcised and become the people part of Israel, because mm. look at the, all the Egyptians that came with them. So it kind of spits in its own face. Uh, so maybe, maybe God is both right and wrong at the same time. And what we think doesn't matter because we're not God. Maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking about it wrong. Maybe it's not genetic purity. Maybe it's spiritual. You know, yeah. like only maybe if you adopt the ways of the Israelites. Yeah. Um, instead of the other way around, I think maybe the warning here is against falling into their ways. Versus, yeah, if they want to, if they're weird and don't want to be murdered, <laughs> and want and want to cut off part of their penis. Yeah. And join Bring you. Them then, in. Yeah, let Bring them, them do in. it. Bring them like, in. If they're that fucking crazy. <laughs> We'll take them. <laughs> I do have one last question. Does uh, thinking about that shitty fucking rival podcast that doesn't know we exist, but um, yeah, <laughs> I I was looking at some of their episodes and stuff, and and like a lot of the things are like and and talking about the goodness of having God as a father, blah 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 blah. And one of their other themes was like how reading the Bible can make you feel better and how you can find uh, uh, hope and serenity in these words and stuff. Does the Bible make you feel better when you read it? No, I literally feel better after reading Cormac McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> I like I read this Bible and I, I don't know what to think of it. I'm reading it and I'm like, okay, well, there's a lot of murder, okay, and now there's about genetic purity, and okay, and here's a bunch about like cities being doled out. I mean, maybe we're just not there yet. I understand that we're gonna get to like passages that are more. Al- well, yeah, Jesus is way more yeah, like you know, that bullshit. Kumbaya, sure. I mean, literally, I think the song Kumbaya is about Jesus. So, uh, <laughs> quite, uh, I don't know, uh, but you Kumbaya, know what I mean, like, my Lord. yeah, sure. Anyways. Anyway, it just—I I don't. It's important. I. It's weird. I'm. I'll be eager to see how the New Testament tries to put a bandaid on all this shit. But it just—it seems so much like, all right, man. I mean, you got a lot of part about how God hates everyone but the Jews and is eager to kill them, and demands yeah. it. Uh, maybe it can be swept under the rug as some allegory of what we do to sinners and people who are spiritually impure, and you can just apply that across in modern times, you know? But, yeah. like, instead of, you know, at, when God's saying kill the Canaanites, what he really means is shun single mothers. And you're like, okay, yeah, I got it. Like, <laughs> Thank you, Bible. You made it all I actually, clear. I actually do like that idea. <laughs> um, but, you know what? It's going to be a long fucking time before we get into the New Testament. All right. Like years, so <laughs> cool. don't, don't I can't wait. By then, I'm sure we'll become Orlando and San Antonio's best podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Two for two. Uh, so thanks for listening, guys. That's Ep 48 un- in the books. Finished up Joshua. We'll have a recap app for you, and then we're going to jump right into Judges. It's going to be super fucking exciting. Uh, if you don't already, and you don't, I can pretty much prove it, uh, follow us on Twitter at Revelations. If you want to send us something more long form, we have an email address. That's irrevelationspodcast at gmail.com. And let me say this. If you listen to the Nerd of Godcast, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs>